Welcome to the Order Up Show, the operations management podcast presented by Ops Analytica. The reality is, is that when a customer has a bad experience with our one of our locations or with our brand, very rarely is it a catastrophic fail on the company's part. It's not like they got punched in the face or their car caught on fire or they got foodborne illness. On the contrary, most of those mediocre experiences that they're having are just the team at the location did not deliver the experience or the product to the level of expectation, right? That's it. And what's even more frustrating is that so many of those fails um, that are creating those mediocre experiences have already been identified by the company. We already know that that's an issue. We've trained on it. We told you to look out for it. But the reality is, is that we are asking so much more from our employees today than at any other time in the past. We expect them to have such a grasp on all of these details, but we are not giving them the tools to be successful, right? And that's what we do at Ops Analytica. We are the platform that you give to your hourly employees so they know uh, what they have to do, when they have to do it, and so they don't miss anything. And then on the corporate side, you now have visibility into what's happening and you can hold them accountable to doing it. And you can get rid of those mediocre experiences and control what you can control. And Ops Analytica is a major key to that success. Check us out at OpsAnalytica.com. Hey there, Order Up Show. Guess what? I'm back. It's Tommy. Yay! We have another episode today with another great interview. Please welcome to the show, Bruce McDonald. How you doing, Bruce? I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, Bruce has got a little bit of a cold, people, so you got to forgive him that. Um, <laughs> so, Bruce, the order up show is super easy. We ask the same five questions of every guest, and I'm going to get to my favorite question, which is question number one here. Explain what you do today, then take us through your career progression from your first job until now. Okay. I am uh, a CPA and uh, uh, specializing now in uh, uh, con consulting with uh, restaurants and other businesses uh, in the PPP and employee retention tax credit uh, um, government programs to uh, get refunds for uh, small businesses. Um, and uh, I, you, you asked what I started at too, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so uh, I uh, got out of college and went right to work for one of the big eight law, uh, CPA firms. Back then there were eight. There are uh, only four, I think, now. But uh, anyway, I started at Arthur Anderson, and uh, it was a very, very large CPA firm, and I didn't uh, enjoy it. And so after a couple of years, I went to a smaller CPA firm and worked a couple of years there and decided maybe uh, I am better suited to be an entrepreneur and uh, instead of having bosses. And so I uh, opened my own CPA firm, uh, and this was back in uh, about... 1984, 85. And uh, since then, that is uh, all I have done is be uh, a CPA with my own firm. Um, uh, although I do uh, do, do real estate uh, um, transactions uh, quite a bit on the side and do a lot of uh, uh, investing and uh, um, analyzing businesses uh, um, from that standpoint. But uh, um, that's basically has led me to uh, get into this side of the business now, which uh, when the uh, Stimulus Act was passed uh, back, I guess, in March or April of 2020, 
um, that spawned an industry of um, all these government programs that small businesses qualified for that um, I felt could uh, use some uh, help in trying to uh, navigate all the uh, complex uh, applications, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, I was actually, I was just talking to a restaurant consultant. I met Bruce at the Colorado restaurant show, by the way, guys. And um, I was talking to another consultant uh, and he was talking about how uh, he was working for U.S. Foods and how U.S. Foods actually tried to do something similar and tried to help their clients figure out how to navigate some of this federal aid. And it was a full-time two-year job, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a... Uh... What happens is I have uh, currently even I have uh, like five CPA firms around the country sending us their clients because they are very busy themselves and they just do not have the time nor the uh, want to uh, get involved in trying to uh, figure out how this all works and how it affects their clients. They'd rather just offload it to someone who's doing uh, doing this on a daily basis. And this is pretty much all our firm does now, and and we've gotten like over ninety one million dollars in refunds for our clients uh, just off the employee retention credit. And now, is this just for small businesses? So let's let's dive into this because I don't know much about it. Um, I know we did PPP back in twenty twenty, and I thought that was a great program, easy to do. Like I think it saved a lot of businesses and kept a lot of people employed. So I I applaud that. But tell me about. Let's just break down each individual tax credit. Who's it for? How much can you get? And let's just kind of go through it so people can really learn exactly what's available to them. Some people probably were like, ah, I'm going to get like three. Like, I'll give you an example. I just put new windows in my house. And then they were like, keep all those little stickers because you can get this big window credit, you know, for putting in energy efficient windows. And I was all excited. And then my wife's like, yeah, it's like 500 bucks, dude. I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> That's not fair. It's all exciting. No, yeah, I'm not getting anything back. Oh, 500 bucks. Way to go, Anderson. Come on. Get in there and, yeah. and uh, lobby for like 25,000. Come on. What's wrong? Anyway, <laughs> let's go through the different programs. Who, who are they for? What are they based on? And let's just kind of spell it out for people. Okay, and so where it started with the Stimulus Act in, in April of 2020, right after the pandemic hit in mid-March, is they said uh, basically small businesses uh, um, being defined as um, at the time for the ERC under 100 employees um, for 2020 and under 500 employees for 2021. What happened though was uh, specifically with the employee retention credit, and I, I refer to it as ERC um, or even the ERTC, which is the employee retention tax credit. So um, they all are the same thing and it's uh, specifically based on how many employees you have and you get a certain amount of money back for each employee and it has to be a W-2 employees. Um, anyone who is just a 1099 uh, does not qualify. So it's just based on W-2 employees, much like the PPP was uh, based on the employee count. And so what was very confusing to CPAs, tax attorneys um, that I deal with and, and everybody at uh, when it first came out was they said you couldn't do the ERC and the PPP. When the first stimulus was passed, they said you have to choose one or the other. And everybody wanted to choose the PPP loan um, because it was fully forgivable. Uh, the only people that opted for the ERC was a, that I you know, ran into uh, 
were the people that had the um, uh, Chick-fil-A franchisees because Chick-fil-A, as I understand it, um, Chick-fil-A corporate said, no, we're doing fine and we do not want to look like we're trying to get this money when we're not really hurting um, being the PPP money. And so all the franchisees were basically uh, told they should not apply for it. And so um, they decided, well, if we can't get that, we'll do the ERC. And they applied for that and corporate couldn't stop that because no one knew they were applying for it. It's a, uh, a government that's not public um, that you applied for it. So anyway, what happened and changed the whole landscape for everybody was in December 27th of 2020, they said when they passed the second stimulus act and everybody got a, a chance for PPP number two, they put in a new language saying, well, we've changed your mind. You can get the ERC and the PPP as long as you don't use the same wages for both. So you can't quote double dip and get uh, reimbursed for the ERC or refund as it is uh, for the ERC if you use certain wages for the PPP. And so that opened it up for everybody to go back into the 2020 year um, and try and apply for these refunds. Uh, and they're significant refunds. It's up to $5,000 per employee that you had in 2020 assuming they made at least $10,000. It's really 50% of the wages that someone gets in the 2020 second, third, and fourth quarters combined. So a simple example is, let's say you have 10 employees. Let's say all of them but one earned $20,000 for those three quarters, and the one earned only $5,000. For the nine employees that made over ten thousand, you're going to get five thousand dollars as a refund directly from the IRS for forty-five thousand dollars total. Nine times five thousand people, five thousand dollars, and the one employee that made five thousand dollars, you get twenty-five hundred dollars, half of his wages. So, really, just for ten employees, you get a refund from the IRS for forty-seven thousand five hundred dollars just for the year 2020, and that's just if you have ten employees. And the rule stated. You could have up to 100 employees full-time. You could have 150 total, but as long as there were under 100 full-time employees, you would qualify for that same 50% up to $10,000. So you can imagine if you got 47500 for 10, you could get 475000 if you had 100. And so that is, that is how the, the law was changed and made available. Everybody started doing these retroactive filings to get back refunds. And it's not based on how much income tax you paid. It's not based on how much payroll taxes you paid. You get refunds via the payroll tax form called Form 941, but the refunds have nothing to do with how much you paid in. It's just strictly based on how many employees you had and how much they earned in the 2020 year. And so real that's quick, a lot of numbers. So go ahead and ask something. With the P, I know we did the first round of PPP. We were a very small company, and uh, and so we did that. But then we never even, but we counted all of our employees. So we never. I don't think we were eligible to go back for this. Is that correct? So why would you have had two groups of employees, a PPP employee that was eligible and an ERTC credit employee? Like explain that real quick. 
Okay. And, and so I kind of uh, glossed over a little bit on how you qualify. I, I haven't gotten really into that, but um, uh-huh. your, um, your, your, uh, inf- your uh, um, mixing them before, it's really, they're not PPP employees or they're ERTC employees. They're both. The same employee can qualify for, for both. So for example, if you had that same example I gave and you had the nine employees making 20,000, we're you're, you have nine thousand. You have ten thousand dollars. You're using for ERC. You have still ten thousand dollars available for the PPP forgiveness. So it's a one employee. Each employee gets to bifurcate and and allocate the wages in between PPP and ERC. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let me ask you this question: Would it make sense for me to go back to my CPA and look at our 2020 tax refund and go hey, our tax return? Because now we're obviously in 2021. Well, you would, you it would if you qualified. So here's, uh, um, I'll now try and tell, because not everybody qualifies uh, like they did for the PPP. It was easier to qualify for the ERC. There's restrictions on how to qualify outside of employee count. That was just to see whether you even got in the front door um, by qualifying on employee count. The uh, um, and there's a couple different ways to qualify. One is if your sales revenue is declining, um, kind of like the PPP2 where you had to be down 25% in sales to qualify for the second PPP loan. Um, this is based on, uh, it gets a little bit complicated. So um, for 2020, you have to be down in a quarter 50% versus the same quarter in 2019. That's a very high hurdle, obviously. And for a restaurant, you know, it's hard to stay in business if you're down 50%. Yes. Um, the, the hurdle becomes a little bit easier in 2021. And again, we're always comparing these quarters to 2019. So 2020, each quarter compared to 2019 had to be down 50%. In 2021, each quarter has to be down 20%. So the first quarter of 21 compared to the first quarter of 2019, if that's down 20%, you qualify for the ERC for that quarter entirely. And uh, uh, the way it works out without getting into minutia too much, you actually qualify for the following quarter too. So you, one quarter qualifies you for two on the ERC. Um, and so, so that's how you, that's the first way to qualify is based on sales volume. The second way, and this was almost specifically written for restaurant and the bar industry. The second way to qualify is by, it's called a government intervention. And so, the government has come in uh, by state and, you know, every state, it was different on how they um, analyzed and, and interpreted the, the law. And they said, well, for the state of California, for example, up until June 15th of 2021, so almost a year and a quarter, they said restaurants could not be fully operational. They had to have six foot seating requirements and so they could not fill up the restaurant as a or bar as they used to and so um, most restaurants were either doing just takeout or they're doing 50 percent capacity inside the seating capacity inside the restaurant and so that was considered a government restriction that qualifies basically every restaurant and bar and so that would qualify you from effectively april 1st of 2020 and really two weeks before that, but call it April 1st of 2020, all the way, if you were a restaurant in California, all the way through June 15th of 2021. 
every state is different based on when they opened up. The the worst state as far as a restaurant for the ERC would be Florida. They, they opened up um, at the October 1st of 2020. They were not closed very long. State of Colorado, where I am, um, was open uh, up until May 15th. And then, uh, I mean, was closed up until May 15th of 2021. And then they opened up. And so um, the restrictions were lifted for uh, for capacity. So I don't qualify. <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, if you if you're not a, a retail, it's not only restaurants and bars. It was specifically written for them, but it is other businesses. I have spas, I have nail salons, I have even construction companies um, that make an argument that there, there was some sort of government restriction that limited how they did their normal operating business. Cool. All right. Wonderful. So, so right now, what you're doing is for businesses. Just a sort of because we got a lot of detail out of that. To sort of recap, <laughs> what you're doing for businesses is if they there if they qualified for the ERTC, you're helping them backfile their taxes so they can get a hold of that money. That exactly right, and and it's a very um, it, it's a large fund, and it's unlike the PPP. It's not like you have to hurry; you're going to miss it. It's going to run out of money. This is refunds directly from the IRS, just like your individual tax return. They will issue the refunds to you and you will get the money. Now, obviously, um, in the restaurant industry, it's, there's not very uh, much risk from a standpoint of if you were audited, you know, the regulations were written for you. So you, you're going to qualify. So from that standpoint, it is taking up to six months and sometimes up to eight months to get these refunds. So you file the, the amended returns and for each quarter that you qualify for, and then it, it takes you that long. Unfortunately, you get the money, but um, it's a significant money. And so, yes, we are going back. And you, you mentioned earlier, I, what I do warn people is um, a lot of people, even at the Colorado Restaurant Association, two different things happen. One, they say, well, I talked to my CPA and he said we didn't qualify. And the reason they say that uh, a lot of times is the CPA has not read the legislation close enough. And he just saw the, well, you had to be down 50% or you had to be down 20%. And he said, you weren't, your revenue wasn't down, so you can qualify. But that's not it for restaurants and bars. They qualify because of the seating capacity. And so it has nothing to do, that part of the qualification process has nothing to do with your sales. You can be up 15%. You still qualify and you still will get the refunds. And so that's, you know, a learning process that we try and teach people at these conventions is you might think, you know, you've asked your CPA and he's telling you you don't qualify. And that's why I warn people don't, you know, it's really not, um, I, I don't want to steal business away from the CPAs that are doing tax returns, et cetera. I do want to quote, steal the business from the CPAs that really are telling people they don't qualify because the restaurant industry does. And, and so it's very valuable um, to uh, to reach out, whether it's me or some other expert who's doing all of these um, returns and does them all the time. So knows all the nuances. Sure. And I think that's I'm going to reiterate that. If you're in the restaurant industry and you lived in a state where you had to have six foot rules, which basically means that you were not at capacity, you qualify for these credits, period. Doesn't matter if you were a takeout shop. 
it really doesn't matter, right? Like it, it, it doesn't even, uh, I, I make the argument. I, I, there is, you know, I, I say 99% of the restaurants qualify though. The only one, and I still think they could potentially qualify, even if you're a takeout restaurant, um, and you, you know, I, I make the example of a pizza restaurant in, in Minnesota, you know, if you're a takeout restaurant and you have a little shop that, um, you have, you know, six foot by eight foot, uh, uh, entryway to, to go pick up your pizza. Well, if it's, you know, six below outside and, and you got 10 people waiting, I don't see them waiting, uh, in line to get their pizza. Then they're not, not, not even going to make the order because, uh, uh, they know they can't wait and spend and they have to be in the freezing cold to, to wait to get their pizza. So, I mean, that's an extreme example, but, um, basically my point is if you're in the restaurant and bar industry, you've been affected by the, um, by the restrictions your state has put in every state put in some restrictions. Um, so you're, so you're going to qualify. Wow. All right, cool. So, and then uh, one other, uh, uh, I said the two examples that I gave at the CRA, the Colorado restaurant association. Um, and this happens time and again, is, um, people say, like I said, they either say their CPA doesn't qualify or some expert told them they don't qualify when they actually do. The other one is they say, well, I've already done that. And so I just say, well, here, here's what I'll do. If you'll send me your forms of everything you've done and um, let me review them, I'm about 90% sure that I'll find more money for you because uh, I've got two different examples. One, three restaurant chain in Michigan that I met at an in a Oregon convention. Um, they said they were done and I redid it for them and they got $330,000 and I'm just, just extra money that they thought they were done. Uh, and then I just got done with a, um, 11 restaurant chain in Wyoming that I met at the Colorado restaurant and they thought they were done and they are going to qualify for over a million dollars more. So I, I, the people out there that are doing this, many, many, many of them just don't understand exactly how it works and they're going to get some of the money. They're just not going to get it all for their clients. All right. So let me ask you this question. How do you charge for this? Is it a flat fee? Is it hourly or do you take a percentage? It's a, a percentage fee um, based on uh, um, the uh, um, the size of the refund, and so uh, um, my fee is uh, somewhere between six and eight percent, depending on the on the uh, client. Uh, um, but that's uh, the the difference. Some client, you know, you're, you'll find people out there charging as much as thirty percent, sure. actually. And and so, uh, but we do um, a lot of these, and and I think that's a fair. Uh, uh, fee and what we do tell people, unlike some out there, is is we say, look, you're having to wait six to eight months for this refund. So um, we're not getting paid until you get paid. Uh, there are clients out there that say, well, we'll charge you ten percent if if you, we wait for the fee and twenty five percent, or I'm sorry, ten percent if uh, uh, if you uh, right away. But if you we have to wait six months, we're going to charge you twenty five percent. So it, it, they're all over the board, but I just, I, I just tell people, look, if you, you know, you, I don't want you out of pocket my fee until you actually have the refund from the IRS. Cool. So basically if you are a restaurant, whether, and like you, you were mentioning chains, small chains there, like if you have a small chain, it behooves you to call Bruce and at least figure out, Hey, like what's on the table here? Because number one, he's going to do the work for free at the beginning to, to figure out if you qualify, right? And then number two, he's not going to ask you to pay him until you get paid yourself. Correct. 
So, I mean, it's kind of a win-win, right? Like, it, 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 like what it takes is you to get off your butt and it's tax seasons. It's a good time to do it. You're looking at all those papers anyways, get off your butt and reach out and simply go, Hey man, this is what my deal is. Here's my paperwork. Let me know if I qualify for anything. It's pretty much, you know, pretty much how it works. Exactly. Right. And it's not, uh, it's not onerous, uh, on the documents I need to, uh, as a matter of fact, almost everybody has the documents pretty handy because they needed some of the ones I needed. They uh, already used them for the PPP. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, okay. So I'm going to go through the normal set of questions, Bruce. So for your firm, uh, what's the big project or initiative that you're working on right now? Well, it's pretty much this. It's the ERC. It's uh, um, we're, we're going around to um, as many state conventions um, that we can hit. Um, we've been to Texas and Oregon and Colorado and we're going up to Chicago in May. Um, just because, uh, that's where the, you know, the owner operators go and, and, uh, we had a very successful one at Colorado Restaurant Association. I was actually amazed at how many people knew about the ERC, unlike some of the other ones we've been to. Um, they just either hadn't pulled the trigger on it or they thought they'd already done it. And so, uh, um, it's, it's, uh, it's only uh, when you asked before, do they have to hurry or, um, we do have still a window of two years to get these done and, and up to three years, uh, um, for the 2021 period. So it's not a, um, something that's going to run out of money. It's not something that you have to have done, uh, like the PPP before the end of the year. A, a lot of people actually think because the period that qualifies has ended, and it ended in 2021, but the period to file for 2020 or 2021 uh, goes all the way through for another couple of years. That's great. Yeah, so I mean, just getting out to those shows, man, like that's that's no joke. Like it's expensive. You got to fly. I mean, people don't realize these shows. Like you know, they're a, they they generate revenue for the entities that put them on and. Yeah, you got to pay for a booth. You got to get yourself there. You got to stand there for two days. It, you know, it, it is a commitment to get there. So that is a big project or initiative for sure. But yeah, you know, it, it's this is one of those this is one of those situations where I look at it as, as a true win-win because you know you're you've got a team of people that are experts at doing this, which means they can do it fast and efficiently, right? Which is what you want, and you're helping people get something back from the government, which let's be honest, the government takes, 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 and doesn't always get back. So, I mean, just once again, you're kind of crazy if you're not looking into this, at least having an intro conversation, right? Hey, what do you yeah. 7,000 yeah. employees? You know, no, you're not going to go out. You know? No, and, and that's exactly right. You make a very good point. Like my tax attorney that I, uh, um, that I deal with in Ohio is, his point is this is made for small businesses. This is, you know, the, the whole program is to get money back so people can retain, it's called the employee retention credit. Uh, so they can retain employees, hire new employees. It's made for small businesses under 500 employees. And even then it, it's not, it's not total 500. You can have 750 as long as 500 are not full time. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's not made for uh, uh, IBM. It's made for the small businessmen, and, and it's a huge, huge amount of money that um, that can be had. That's crazy. Cool, man. So I don't know if this question will pertain, but you know, I'm gonna kick it out there, and you, if it doesn't pertain, we can move on. 
Uh, what is the one thing in the industry or your business that's keeping you up at night? You know, I think um, from my standpoint, uh, um, I'm a boring accountant, so there's not a lot of things that uh, that are too exciting. But I mean, the the IRS is um, playing with different things all the time, and and even um, Biden's new initiative on uh, on uh, taxing the wealthy, and and uh, um, there was I just read it this morning. I've already forgotten what it was about, uh, but um, but the 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 whole idea for for us. Um, is CPAs and tax attorneys trying to help uh, small businesses is, I mean, the restaurant revitalization fund was a great example. It was, I mean, it was a great idea, a good program. The implementation um, was horrible. I mean, it was absolutely when you, I mean, I have many clients that are still on the waiting list and, and unfortunately now it does not look like they're going to get the money, even though, you know, they got their, they got their, um, application in the first 24 hours. I mean, it's ridiculous. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I felt like the PPP wasn't miserable. We just signed up for a bunch of benefits for our employees. And I would, I would argue that my business partner who handles most of that kind of stuff, he would say that was a thousand times harder than it was to get the PPP, <laughs> you know? Right. Right. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, it was, I, it's just frustrating um, because, um, you know, some people, yeah, I mean, there's 32 billion that, that, uh, uh, of monies that were distributed. Great. Those people are very, very excited and, and got gobs of money. I mean, uh, uh, 1.3 million, 750,000. And the trouble is, you know, the other $32 million or billion dollars worth of applications got to zero. It's like, well, if you're going to give the, you know, all the $64 billion worth of people that, uh, uh, dollars that were applied for, I don't think it should have been someone who got there in the first three hours versus someone who got there in the 10th hour, uh, should have been split zero and a hundred percent. If you're going to only give 64 billion, let's run it evenly for the first people until $64 billion worth of applications came in. It was, it's very frustrating, especially not for, you know, frustrating for me, but obviously for the clients that didn't get the money. Well, yeah. And I mean, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's just, it's come on. Really? Like, like, but like so many things that the government does, it's just, there's too many, too many competing agendas, you know? And, and, uh, it's just like it, they just get in their way. They get in the way, you know, sometimes of themselves no trying to help the citizens, right? It's not their money. It's our money. And so, you know, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to skip question number four, and I'm going to go right to question number five, and then, which is a war story. So tell me, I want a PPP ERTC war story if you got one, like someone who, like just awesome or you can't believe or you know just something crazy. Good story. Well, I think the 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 um, you know the, I think the I kind of alluded to it. I, I don't have uh, uh, um, any any uh, more that I can think of that is, is any better from a standpoint of. But uh, when I went to this Oregon restaurant convention. And the, these people that had three restaurants in Michigan, they had a software also. And so they were trying to sell their software at the convention. I just happened to walk by their booth 
when I took a break from my own and, um, and they had, well, the reason I stopped was they had a golf, um, golfing, driving, uh, or chipping contest kind of set up on their, uh, inside the booth. And so I stopped for, uh, to see what it was about and start talking to them. And they said, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have done the ERC. Um, we've already gotten all that. And I said, yeah, okay, that's fine. I said later that night there was a reception and I ran into them again and talked to them more. And I said, you know, tell me a little bit about your company and, and how you, uh, how you approach this. And, um, they kind of explained it. And I said, God, it just, you know, based on the number of employees you've told me and how much PPP money you received, I said, it just doesn't sound right that you only got this amount of money for the ERC. I really think I can still help you. And so we, they went back to Michigan. I went back to Colorado and, and uh, I stayed in touch and, and they eventually sent all the paperwork. And it's just, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was uh, rewarding to me to be able to say, look, guys, here, here it is. You know, I'm not blaming your CPA. I'm not blaming anybody. I just said they just didn't know what they were doing. And, and so um, I've redone the numbers. We have to, we'll file an amendment to your amendment uh, with the IRS, which is perfectly legal. And you'll get $331,000 more. Uh, it's like, you know, they, they thought they were done. And, and it's, you know, it's not on their CPAs. He's not doing it on a daily basis. And, and unfortunately, the IRS made it very confusing for everybody. Uh, um, the first 60 days that this thing was passed, I went to seminar upon seminar and, and the tax attorney said the same thing and read every article we could because the IRS just was not explaining it well. And it was so convoluted, written by, you know, I'm sure some very, very smart staffer in Washington, D.C. that hasn't spent one day in business himself. <laughs> but uh, it was uh, it was not well done. But at the end of the day, the people in Michigan think uh, that life is great. <laughs> well, you know what? I think that sums it up perfectly. What I will tell you is um, I will put your contact information in the show notes. I'm just going to make a plea to the listeners out there. You know, even if you've done this and you think you've done it, it's worth it's worth reaching out to Bruce and his team and just having that at least initial conversation with these guys because they can potentially help you, you know, and, and it's like get the money from the government because when they want their money, they come and get it. Right. So they've got this money, go get your, get a, get a little bit back for yourself. You know, it, it just, it makes complete sense. So no question. I, man, I appreciate it. Tommy and I will say, I do apologize. It's my uh, vote. Voice sounds like I have a cold. I do. <laughs> oh no, that, no problems. You, you sound distinguished, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he hasn't had a glass of water in eight months, people. He's working so hard on here. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast i'm really excited about this one and i want people to take advantage of this and and by the way if you don't qualify because you know you work at a huge company or some crazy like that forward this episode to your friends that run independence you know forward this to your small business friends because because the information in here is pertinent for anybody who might have a shot at getting some of this cash back and Bruce, once again, thanks for being on the show and we'll talk to you guys soon.